So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello everyone and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast episode 101 for April 23rd, 2017. My name is Nathan Reen Spruth, and joining me this week is... Nobody. Nobody is showing up this week. Everyone's is, everyone is busy. Parallax Abstraction is at work. He will be working through, I think, 4 p.m. his time, so he should just be getting home, and then he has a lot of moving stuff to do. Uh, Nick Lotus, I'm not sure where she's at. I know that Aroa has pulled one of his muscles in his groin or something, so hopefully he feels better, and uh, Connor, Cyberpunk Monk, is busy this week. So just Nathan Reitenspruth this week with a relatively short podcast. Not very much to talk about this week, but I'm going to go over what games I have been playing. So the games I have been playing... Mainly are Blue Dragon. Blue Dragon is an Xbox 360 game. It was released when the console first came out roughly a decade ago, a little bit longer than that. And what happened was there's a studio called Mistwalker Studios that was founded by a lot of people who used to make Final Fantasy games. Final Fantasy, of course, being huge in Japan. And so Microsoft thought... Well, if we go and we hire this team to make two exclusive games for the Xbox 360, it's going to make it so that we'll have more adoption for Japanese players because uh, Western consoles like the Atari 2600 and 5200, 7200 and the original Xbox and, you know, Western developed consoles never really did that well in Japan. Japan typically leaning more towards Sony or Nintendo. Well, unfortunately, even with the Japanese role-playing games, two of which are, are actually pretty good, uh, Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey, those games did not do very well. They did not sell the console for the Japanese players. And thus for, I think, less than a million copies. I don't know exactly how how many Xbox 360 sold in Japan, but I know it's not very many at all. Uh, definitely not you know what it sold in the rest of the world like europe and, and north america of course so blue dragon japanese role-playing game made by mistwalker studios and uh it's a good game it's just unfortunately did not win the hearts of the japanese public like microsoft had hoped so we're probably never going to see another blue dragon game for an xbox console though there are two sequels uh, kind of sequels. I don't think they continue on exactly with the same storyline, but two sequels to Blue Dragon are now on the Nintendo DS, uh, though nothing has been released for the 3DS, so it's been a while since the franchise has, has been uh, dead pretty much. Now, another game I've been playing is Persona 5. Of course, that's made by Atlas. Great game. Very, very heavy. Uh, I just beat the first boss, so about 12 hours in. I know I'm taking a while to get through it. I'm in the middle of moving. And another thing that I will tell you about here in just a minute. But the last game I've been playing, I reinstalled a small game. It was founded on Kickstarter a few years back. It was called FTL Faster Than Light. I'm not sure why they have to put FTL then faster than light, because FTL means faster than light, but whatever. It's a great little indie game, and you basically are piloting a ship trying to get to the final sector, and the final sector you fight the Rebel Alliance, basically. And it's a it's a fun game. It's a fun little game. Very, very difficult. It's a roguelike, which means everything's randomly generated, and it it's a really, really fun game. I enjoy it quite a bit. Now, 
getting on to what I was talking about earlier, I am moving in a week. Week and a day I have to be out of the house that I'm in. And I have the worst luck in the world. I just have to put that out there. So I, I carpool. So Monday through Friday I go to work and I carpool. So usually I'll drive once a week, maybe twice a week. Anyway, so Thursday was my turn to drive. And I drove, I was driving to work. And I, oh, I was almost there, about 10 minutes away. And there was a dog in the road. Well, he was on the side of the road. He was, on, he was on the shoulder, and so I slowed down, and then, of course, he jumped in front of my car. So I slowed down, I stopped in the middle of the road. I looked behind me, and there was a semi about a quarter of a mile back, and I was like, okay, it'll be fine. And I waited for the dog to either move out of the way or, or whatever he was going to do. And the dog kind of just stood there and stared at the car, uh, obviously, you know, freaked out by this massive machine coming up towards it. And so I thought to myself, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull over to the shoulder. And I told my, my carpool buddies, I'm going to pull over to the shoulder, get the dog in the car and try to find out, you know, where the home is. You know, something, try to at least get it out of the middle of the road, something like that, because I didn't want the dog to die. So I look behind me, semi still behind me, everything's good. It looks like the semi slowing down. So I flip on my blinker and I start to go to the shoulder. And this is when I found out I didn't even get to the shoulder. Okay. This is when I found out that the semi was not trying to slow down to stop behind me. But yet he was slowing down so that he could pass me on the shoulder. So he was pulling over to the shoulder, which could barely fit a semi. Uh, which he did not get all the way over the, to the shoulder. And so I barely moved and uh, semi hit my front right uh, or passenger side uh, fender and messed up my, my tire and the rim broke. Uh, everything's kind of just, eh, it's all, all bad. <laughs> and so I am now having to move in a week and I don't have a car. And contacting the insurance agency that the semi-driver was using doesn't seem to be yielding any results yet. They said 24 to 48 hours to get a claims adjuster out. And then after the claims adjuster comes out, reviews the damage, sees how much it will cost, and then he will go. And then I can possibly get a rental car, even though it was definitely the fault of the semi-driver because you, it is an, Ill an illegal move to pass on the right like that. Especially when you're passing on the shoulder. Very, very illegal. So, I'm without a car for the foreseeable future, for the next couple days at least. And then I have to get my other car fixed up. It's at the auto body shop right now. But I can't get it fixed up until the insurance company approves it like they definitely, definitely should approve it. Uh, I could use my insurance company, but then I'll have to pay. I have a $500 deductible, and I don't want it to go against my insurance because even though I was not at fault on this, if I use my insurance, there's a possibility that my insurance rates will go up even though I'm clearly not at fault. So I hate insurance companies. <laughs> That's basically the moral of the story. I also hate semi-drivers who tried to pass on the shoulder uh, with with as I said, he was a quarter of a mile away. It was well within his 
he had he had enough time to stop if he wanted to stop instead he decided to do an illegal maneuver and it's, it's very upsetting i'm trying not to curse but let's get into some stories We're, we got three stories this week so obviously not very many stories to go over with the first gene therapy drug apparently has proven to be a flop there's a gene therapy draw there's a Gene, gene therapy drug called Glybera. And what it does is it treats something called, let me see if I can find the name of it. It's lipoprotein lipase, lipase deficiency. And basically what that is, I did a little bit of research on this. Uh, it's a rare genetic disorder, very, very, very rare, that the rare does that genetic disorder that causes you to build up fat in your blood cells so it can be very very bad obviously causing heart problems and stuff like that and what this gene therapy drug has been proven to do at least in the the few case studies that it has was that it it got rid of this uh lipo lipoprotein lipase lipase whatever deficiency it gets rid of that so their blood's normal doesn't build up fat unfortunately the price tag was a little bit too high. Now, uh, they do say that one treatment with this drug is enough to get rid of, uh, let's just call it LLD. So it's able to get rid of LLD by, I, I don't know exactly, altering the genes, obviously. So it works great. Uh, one person has used it in the last five years, though. So obviously not doing very well, but that that treatment did work on that person, and all of, of course it was went to market. So the clinical trials must have worked as well, at least at some point. But it was one million dollars. That's how much the 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 one treatment of this cost was one million dollars. So I can see why possibly it didn't do very well, even if it was lower, even if the price was lowered by ten percent. Or two ten percent of what it was would still be a lot of money, a hundred thousand dollars for one treatment. However, if the insurance company was willing to pay that, or at least the majority of it, I could see that this drug would be very, very good. Uh, but the insurance companies are very, very hesitant to pay for it because it's relatively untested, other than the the trials that got it to market, and. So unfortunately, it's going to be taken off the market. Hopefully, somebody will come out with a a replacement drug for this. Because if it's just a pill that you take or, or even a shot, I could see them making an off-brand one, selling it for way less money, just like they do with those uh, EpiPens. And then once they you know make a generic version, basically, and it works great, that would be awesome. But unfortunately, right now, it's not going to be at market. Um, what do you guys, if, if if anyone's listening to this, go down in the comments below and tell me, what do you think about these gene therapy drugs? Do you think that these gene therapy drugs are good uh, and they're beneficial to mankind? Or do you think that we shouldn't play God and alter people's genes? I think, personally, that if it helps the human race, then we should definitely look into more gene therapy because... Imagine if, like for me, I have terrible eyesight, and I want to go get LASIK. I can't get LASIK right now. Hopefully at the end of the year I'll be able to get LASIK, but right now I can't. And if they could look into, like, they, they could look at your genes and say, hey, we're going to get you LASIK done. 
you're going to go and go, yeah, yeah, that'd be great, LASIK. But if they look into your genes, I'm sorry, I misquoted there. If they look into your genes and say, hey, we have this pill and it can reverse your eyesight and make your eyesight 2020 vision, uh, we, no invasive therapy, even even ther or even lasers being shot into your eyes, no way that that's going to happen. Um, and, and it'll, it'll fix your vision right up. I would totally take this drug. I wouldn't pay a million dollars for it. That's, that's the problem. The price tag on these type of drugs, because it is technically, and it's, it's like a new technology. You have the first adopters fee basically, and it's going to cost a lot of money. And then hopefully they'll come out with more and more drugs that can fix more and more issues. So like, um, eyesight, like, even if you're not able to hear or, or anything like that, it'd be great to have these gene altering drugs that can fix up these things. And I know before anyone says it, I understand that most likely they're not going to be able to do that with eyesight, but it was the first example I could think of hemophilia. There's one. Um, and, and that's, that's a big one too, because if you're hemophilic, you can't blood clot. So to, basically allow you to start clotting in your blood hopefully it doesn't work too well because if it worked too well then you would die because your blood would just clot all over the place whatever there's a there's a fine line there let's move on to the next story it's a video game related story and it's two worlds two now two worlds two is not a very good game two worlds one was not a very good game either actually it was pretty awful both of the games were not very good and Two Worlds 2 came out about six years ago. Six whole years ago. Uh, Two Worlds 1, I think, came out two or three years before that. Two Worlds 2 was going to be an expansion pack for Two Worlds 1, but then it ended up becoming its own game. And the, the, the developers, when they released Two Worlds 2, said that they were going to make the game a lot better if they listened to the concerns with Two Worlds 1. And thought, okay, well, we're going to fix this. And we're going to make Two Worlds 2 a lot better. Unfortunately, they didn't. And for some reason, even though the game sucked, nobody plays it. It's been out for six years. And they should be just working on Two Worlds 3 or another series. They have decided that they're going to release an add-on slash expansion. Just called expansion. For Two Worlds 2 six years after the game released so it says the call of terran uh describes the site add-on as such two worlds two call of the terran plunges the hero into decades old mystery and a battle against a hideous ancient evil known as the tenen the stakes have never been higher but our hero won't face this threat alone friends and foes both new and old await as you fight to discover the truth behind a powerful secret that will shake the two worlds universe to its core. So most likely in the, the, the site that I'm looking at, which will be linked down below, which is Destructoid, uh, speculates that this is going to be, it will be a, uh, it will be an expansion, obviously, but it will be kind of a segue into two worlds three which should be released at some point, but I'm not sure. And Shattered Embrace is set for the holiday season, which uh, I think is 
that's another expansion that's coming out for Two Worlds 2. So there's two add-ons coming out this year for Two Worlds 2, a game that was six years old that wasn't very good. If you if anyone has played this game or heard of this game, Two Worlds 2, please do me a favor, look down below, press the comment button, comment, tell me your positive or not-so-positive memories of Two Worlds 2. And I honestly, I tried to play it for about 10 minutes, couldn't get into it. Two Worlds 1, I know I've had friends uh, years upon years ago that were very excited for it, and then they played it, and it's really just a buggy mess. I, I don't really like it at all, and I know my friends didn't like it at all either. So it was, to me, it was a game that was trying to be like the Elder Scrolls games, like Skyrim or Oblivion, but unfortunately they didn't really go that far. They didn't progress enough to make it actually a good game and our last story of the day i told you this is going to be a short podcast only about 25 minutes long probably we've got hal hal laboratories uh hal laboratories has made games such as kirby and they also helped with the development of pokemon i think i think i i know that satoru iwata former president of nintendo oh. Uh, Japan, CEO of Nintendo Japan. What he did was he was a very, very good coder. He went over, helped them make Pokemon and, and worked on compression algorithms that were able to make the game bigger than they thought possible. So that was really good. They're also very, very popular for making the Kirby series, uh, Kirby Superstar and all that jazz, uh, starting out with the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, Hal has been working on some other Kirby games, and what they are working on is a fighting game. Now, last year, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, they released a game called Pokken Tournament, or Pokken Tournament, which was a Pokemon fighting game, which I guess was okay. I, I never played it, and I've never actually seen anyone else play it, but I heard it's really, really good. Uh... But there's only like 11 characters or something, so it's not, you know, you have 600, 700 Pokemon and you only include like less than 20 in the game for a fighting game. Not really beneficial. Um, they, they could have put a few more characters in there, at least like 40 or 50, but unfortunately that's not what they did. Uh, I believe that Pokemon tournament was very similar to Tekken. I think it was it was made with the Tekken engine, but I, uh, don't quote me on that. However, getting back to the story, Kirby will be getting its own fighting game, and according to the article, it says, last week there was a Team Kirby Clash Deluxe, a boss-bashing boss, boss free-to-start multiplayer action game for 3DS, um, and that was released last week. Um, and... Let me see one more. It says, finally, how Laboratory is planning on one more as yet unnamed Kirby project. As mentioned in the development notes in the Miiverse, the third game is an action fighting game and it's slotted for a winter release. So they haven't released any information for it, but it will be released this year. And I'm very, very confused as to why they aren't giving any information trying to hype this game. There are people who are rabid fans of Kirby because he's a little pink fluff ball that's adorable and eats people and steals their power which is a little weird to be fair 
Anyway, so what do you guys think of Kirby? Say in the comments below. Do you love Kirby? Do you like the, the abilities that he gets from eating his enemies? Which I know he can do in Super Smash Brothers. Which, again, he's in Super Smash Brothers. Pokemon are in Super Smash Brothers. Why don't they just release another Super Smash Brothers game instead of releasing Pokemon Tournament and another Kirby game? Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, actually, it does. Because they know people will buy it and they'll make a profit. That's basically all the sense it has to make. Anyway, that's all the stories I have to talk about. It, it really sucks not having anyone to go, you know, go off of. But whatever, that's what I get this week. Because none of my friends showed up. And I'm going to blame them all and mock them all because they did not show up. So... Where can you find me? I'm Nathan Reeton Spruth. You can find Nathan Reeton Spruth everywhere. I'm on Twitter at Reeton. I'm on Twitch at Reeton. I'm on Beam at Reeton. I am on Instagram at Reeton. You can, if you look there, you can see pictures of my car, or at least a single picture of my car. You can also follow me on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Reeton or youtube.com forward slash Reeton Entertainment. You can also go to other places like my website retonentertainment.com if you have any press or, or inquiries or anything you can always contact me at reton at retonentertainment.com all one word and that's about it i i don't have much else to say this week i know i'm boring i know i get it i get it but it's all i got it's all i got this week thank you for watching thank you for listening oh uh one last thing i lied there's one last thing if you want to go and support me, go to iTunes. I am on iTunes. And that's Reeton Podcast on there. Go to Reeton Podcast. Press the subscribe button. Download the podcast. It really, really does help. Uh, if you have the rating system, I don't know how the rating system on iTunes works. Give it a 5 out of 5 if it's a star rating. If it's a plus or minus, just give it a plus. Be, be nice to me. Go to the Google Play Store again. It's Reet Entertainment on Google Play. If you can find my podcast on there, I congratulate you. Also, it's in the link below in the description. If you're watching this on YouTube or you're watching this on RetainEntertainment.com, press the little button there. It'll take you to Google Play. You can press the subscribe button and it will download. You can choose to download it onto your device of choice, whether it be Android or even on your uh, desktop computer, whether it be Mac or PC. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, next week will be a lot better. Hopefully, hopefully I'll actually have people here. That'd be great. Thanks for being here. And I'll talk to you all next week. Goodbye.